buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what's happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. I've got Jake Dunlap, who is the CEO of Scaled and industry leader in dedicating and shaping the future of modern sales. Jake, I like thanks that. for Yeah, I pulled that from your LinkedIn headline. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm looking forward so, to getting into it. <clears throat> tell folks that don't maybe don't know who you are, who you are, and how you got into sales. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. So, what's up, everybody? I'm I'm really excited for this conversation. Sales and hustle are probably I don't know where I spend a lot of my time, or at least talking about it. So, for me, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about me. You know, I from Kansas City, go Chiefs um, and Royals too. You know, the Chiefs don't, you know, with the Chiefs rolling, Royals aren't getting enough love. So shout out to my Royals too. Um, but, you know, for me, I got into sales actually in college. You know, I went to this prestigious, I call it the Harvard of the Ozarks, Missouri State University. And uh, um, I got into, I did telemarketing, man. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, I did it to make money. But, um, you know, I came out of college and destroyed these kids from, you know, Princeton, et cetera, like who were taking these sales jobs. And, you know, for me, sales, it was my first few roles where I realized the, the science of sales too. And I was a voracious reader. I read every book you could imagine on psychology and, and marketing and, you mm. know, building rapport and Zig Ziglar. I mean, you name it, man. I've read, I, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. And I just realized very early on that, you know, I, this is something I enjoyed. Sales satisfied a lot for me, man. It satisfied my natural curiosity. I got to meet a lot of people, have very interesting conversations. I really enjoy talking to people about their business. And it just kind of equaled up like, okay, not only is this something I'm good at, it's something I think I can build a profession and career. So fast forward today, you know, I've been the VP of sales at Glassdoor, a bunch of other very successful startups with big exits. Um, started my own firm almost eight years ago now, which is crazy. Really, because the the challenges that I saw and love solving were, I loved solving the problems. I love putting in place structure, etc. Like I'm that guy. I like the I like the fixing, um, mm. and wanted to build a firm that could support sales and marketing leaders in doing that. Because I just saw I saw so there's a typical consulting, which is like telling me all the problems I have, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? And then there's sales training where I'm like. Well, cool. Like now, what do I do with it? And, and felt that sales is really being kind of neglected from a support standpoint, where marketing had all those agencies, but nobody was doing this for sales. So that's me, man. That's what's what I've been up to. All right. And so in like a very quick nutshell. 
Yeah, let's peel. <laughs> let's peel. Yeah, let's peel back a few things. So, uh, what what do you think separated you early on in sales, where you were crushing these other people? Right. Um, I, I don't care, dude. I have no ego. <laughs> I think I think there's two things. There was a couple of big things that I realized. People don't have a problem with you. It's not like a per- this isn't like a personal issue. And, and, and that it's a numbers game. And so for me, man, when I was doing telemarketing, I created like alter egos. So just to keep it fresh, I, I, I was this character called mm. Dennis and Dennis, Dennis had retainers. And so I would call people at cold call. Hey, Dennis, how are you? You know, because like you had to break up the monotony. Like there is all kinds. I, I, would I you stay, it. would you stay in character the whole uh, call? Dennis, or- <laughs> uh, Dennis? Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think Dennis ever actually closed a deal. Um, <laughs> There's another one called the His Reverend. His sales career was short. There was another one called the Reverend. He's like, "Hello, this is Jake Dunlap with Grand Vista Vacate," and he's like a like a Southern Reverend. And uh, but people rarely hung up on the Reverend. You know, like people mm. people were hesitant because they you know they associated it with like, oh man, we're going to church right now. So uh, you know, I think that that's it, man. Is, is you got to have fun with it and realize that rejection isn't personal. Um, and then you got to be a student in the game and adapt and adapt and adapt and adapt and adapt. And I was always that kid, right? I'm that know-it-all kid who was like, well, why don't we do it this way? Why don't we do it this way? Why don't we do it this way? And so yeah. I think it was those two skills, that, that ability to get uncomfortable consistently, and then my belief in constant improvement and, and that I could learn from everybody. You know, I would go and, and I think why I became successful at sales so quick is I just stole everyone else's best practices. John Smith's over here. This dude's been doing it for 10 years. I see what he's doing with quota. He says X, Y, Z in his discovery. I'm literally just going to repeat it verbatim until I make yeah. it my own. And yeah. I, like Par- I mean, parroting, parroting can get you, get you, you know, you get, uh, you you know par- yeah. I mean, I, re- I mean, my, I too started in telemarketing. So my first sales job, I was selling aftermarket, you know, printing supplies over the phone. <laughs> you know, it. it was something that everybody bought. And as soon as it ran out, they needed more and the margins were huge. Right. Um, and so, and my training was basically, Hey, here's a phone, here's a list of names. Don't use the CRM because it doesn't work. <laughs> and right. it was basically two weeks, somebody breathing on the back of my neck. Don't say that. Say this. And I would just start parroting what other people were saying. And I started closing some deals until somebody came over and he's like, hey, I hear that you're saying that it's working, but you shouldn't because that person over there is saying it and he's lying. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, oh, that's, yeah, okay. That, that's, where, that's where you got to, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, balance, obviously. And, and there's the, the black, white and the gray, right? And but, so, but the big, yeah, but the biggest thing you said that stuck out is like, have fun. Don't make it so damn personal. Even nah, the most man. successful people are going to get way more no's than yeses. Right, exactly. And I'm just going to go and, you know, and, and, and also don't complain about like the situation you're in with your boss or your product. Like you chose, you made a choice. You're, you're choosing to be where you are right now. And I think too many people, um, you know, they, they, they expect their company to give them all their professional development. Uh, mm. Oh my God, these, these activity minimums are dumb. Well then f- leave, dude. You know, like, and, but, but, you know, look, it doesn't mean you don't try to change the status quo, but I think a lot of salespeople are, you know, are living in frustration of their own creation. And then I think a lot of salespeople need to, to pick themselves up and take their own um, uh, professional development into their own hands. That's probably my, my number one advice for a lot of sellers now is like, dude, my boss didn't tell me, my boss made book recommendations, but he didn't say, yeah. Jake, you have to read these and put the book to my head, you know? And like, he didn't say, Jake, you had to go listen to this person or do that. And if you want to get better faster, no one cares more about your career than you do. And so you yeah. got to really check yourself and see, are you, are you really taking, are you taking control of your career or is your career in sales happening to you? 
And I feel mm. like that's something a lot of people need to really spend a few minutes, hit pause right now in the podcast. And I want you to think about where you're at right now. And is it happening to you or are you in the driver's seat? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point because you hear a lot about these people, you know, kind of complaining or bitching about like, oh, we don't have proper leadership. We don't have proper professional development. Well, then quit complaining and go out there and get some on your own and get better at what you do. It is what it is, man. You know, like it, and, and, and hopefully you find a company that does invest. I was very lucky. You know, I was I went to a company called Career Builder in the mid 2000s and I got, you know, my first leadership, I got leadership training. You know, and they did invest in me, but I also doubled down and invested in myself. And I think it's, it's you know, ideally you want both. And, and I think you should expect a company to work with you and develop you. But I think you've got to realize sales is a profession and it's a craft that just like woodworking or playing the guitar or whatever, you know, it takes many years to be a master. And if you're only practicing between nine to five and you're not honing your craft outside, then the person that does an extra hour or two of you know, game film every day after two, three, four, five, ten years, they're they're years ahead of you from a compound standpoint, a skill set. So, you know, I'm just I'm really passionate about people taking ownership over their own, you know, career development and especially you know, specifically around sales. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great point. So, you know, whether your organization provides, you know, le- leadership training, professional development, don't just rely on that. You're, you're fortunate if, you, if your company has that, number sure. one. And even if you do are getting that, don't just rely on that. There still needs to be more to push yourself further, faster, uh, to really master your craft of sales. And if you don't have anything at all, then you better get, be getting out there and getting what you need to further yourself. That's right. Yeah. And you, I mean, people are willing to help. You know, like you will be shocked. How oft, how awesome people are, and how many people will help you if you just ask. Oh yeah, and I mean, it, there's so many resources out there today that you know, if you're not taking advantage of them, you're the only one that's losing. It, um, and most wild. of it, yeah, I mean, and there's tons of resources that are one super affordable, and even further, there's tons of resources that are free. There's people like you and many others that are putting out tons of content with value. Uh, on a consistent basis. There's podcasts like this, there's blogs, there's courses. There is so much stuff out there that if you're not taking advantage of it, you you know have no right to complain. If I was in sales right now, dude, if that's like, I think of like a lead development role, I th- I'm pretty sure I could get to quota in three to four hours a week because of LinkedIn and other tools, dude. Like there's so much, to your point, there's so much free advice. Dude, I had like Google, a phone, and like LinkedIn wasn't really like popping whenever I would like first got into sales, you know? And so like, like mm-hmm. right now, like all of our clients were putting on the LinkedIn voicemail, for example, like dude, LinkedIn voicemail is crushing. It's the best prospecting tool I've seen since emailed like 2014. Like yeah. there's just so much free advice that like, go listen to what I'm saying. And guys like, you know, uh, Morgan Ingram, there's a whole bunch of people like, dude, we just give the plays away. Dude, yeah. Stop reinventing the wheel. Like oh, there's dude, let's so talk much about, advice that you could just crank out that would make you successful if you just stop reinventing the wheel. Yeah, you're going to love this. I don't know if you know about this, but, uh, you know, so LinkedIn voice DMs, great. The biggest complaint is you can only do it from the mobile, right? Yeah. But there's tools out there now like Ample Market where you can do it from web. You, oh, can, you, can, do, okay. you can crank out voice DMs from the web with Ample Market. Shout out to Micah over at Ample Market. All right, I got to go check Total that out. Total game changer. Nobody's doing it either. That's the best part. And then, and then like 99% of you aren't going to do it either. You're like, yeah, that's a really smart idea. Instead, I'm just going to go hit send all on these shitty emails, 
right? Like, it, mm. like it's it's pretty wild to me. Just like or, with, this, with this tech that that so many so few reps are actually taking advantage of it. Well, I mean, and and, and maybe some people will do it, and then for two weeks decide it doesn't work and stop doing it. Yeah, it right. Didn't, yeah, it didn't work for me. Like, well, listen to your voicemail, man. You sound bored. You sound like you're not like having fun. It's not you personalized. Gotta, yeah, you got to get into the Reverend character. <laughs> Dennis, you got to do something, man. You got to ha- you got to do something. You know, people got to, you know, people got to feel that emotion. You know, they got to feel that. And I think that's why I feel like again right now it's so easy to stand out. So many people are caught in zombie mode, not just cuz of COVID. We've been heading this direction in sales for a long time that so many people are just stuck like just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat and and like just just look at these other things we're talking about. You know, we're just now kind of scratching the surface on some, but you know, if you have a buyer that's on LinkedIn, you should be putting out content that's relevant to that buyer. You know, it's just like how if I gave you a speaking spot, you would talk to a, a room full of your buyers. Well, what do you think LinkedIn is? LinkedIn is a speaking spot, a networking event that happens every single day, 24 seven. And every single piece of, put a con- of content that you put out should be geared toward your buyers. I, I had an exchange with a guy, I know this dude too. And he said, I, I put out, well, I can't remember what the, the post was about. Oh, it was using LinkedIn in the sales process. This is, this is the next gangster shit where people like, I have a meeting with you. Then I yeah. write a post about the pain point that we solved, that we discussed. And then I DM it to you as a part of the recap, right? So mm-hmm. like there's other ways people are now crushing, closing deals quickly by just using content. And he's like, well, what if my content isn't about my buyers? And I'm like, well, why are you producing it then? You know, if you mm-hmm. want to be go be LinkedIn famous and just be a talking head, then go sell a sales tech or come work for us and sell, you know, work in sales consulting. Like if I didn't yeah. work in sales, <laughs> like if I didn't sell to CEOs and sales leaders, then that wasn't our main buyer. Dude, I'd be talking about logistics or HR or finance, whatever it is that I sold, I would be putting out content around that. I don't care about yeah. being famous. I care about getting deals done. You know, yeah. and too many people yeah. out here trying to be LinkedIn famous and not trying and not really understanding the, the real point is, you know, building a relationship with someone that you might be able to do business with potentially. Oh, and 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 the other thing that that pisses me off is like, okay, don't just go and like your prospect. Like just let, say something thoughtful. Try to really no, engage no. or, you know, don't say nice post, thumbs up, like say something that actually, you know, has some context in it. And, you know, be consistent. Like me personally, I schedule out my LinkedIn activity. People that I want to stay top of mind with that I'm either trying to land as a customer or a partner or some sort of relationship that has revenue generating value for me, I have their activity URL on a list and I'm engaging with them on a consistent basis. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, and with LinkedIn Sales Navigator, again, you can automate a lot of that. Like, again, with these tools, like I would, so if I was a rep today, and I've gotten a lot, I've gotten a lot of shit for this too, I would be coming out of pocket at least probably two to $400 a month. And I would work from a beach working like four or five hours a week. I mean, I'm just telling you the tech that exists, most people just don't even understand what it would exist. Like, again, like I had this conversation with you. You're like, hey, Jake, check it out. There's this new thing. I'm like, bet. And the other thing, this is you asked me this question about what made me like makes me successful or made me successful. You just told me that I will immediately pivot on a dime and start doing that immediately. That I think that that's the other thing is like I've I don't believe in like the the status quo and meritocracy or not. No, I believe in meritocracy. I don't believe in that. So as soon as I hear something that's working, or if you show me a data point, I immediately stop. Even if I've been doing the exact same thing for 15 years, Jake, you shouldn't be putting your deodorant on this way. Instead, if you put it on this way, it does this. I will immediately start doing it that way. 
Yeah. I have no weird. Or, I, yeah, I'm the same way. Or I'll at least try it. I'll at least try it for a. a if it's a, working a for someone else and it's significantly better. I will. I won't try it. I will make that shit. I will make it work. Like if it, like I'll get. Let me tell you the best thing that the the, the 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 similar to this stuff has been Gong, and this is like four months ago. They put out a report where they they looked at the right call to action. Was it next week? Like, hey, do you have time next week? That's garbage. I've known that for a long time. Date and time. That's how I was trained. Date and time. Yep. Date and time. Date and time. That's the number two best CTA. The actual CTA that's working with today's buyers because people evolved is let me know if it's if, if this if this topic is you know of interest and there's a bunch of different mutations, but it's to the extent of let me send you over a few details and if it makes sense, we can set up time to connect. So you're getting the yes on the let me connect with let me send this to you this and then yep. boom booking meetings and they found that book twice as many meetings. So immediately, look, we've been training customers for the last six, you know, prior to this, like seven years, date and time, date and time. We, we changed the playbook overnight. If the data says this is what's working, just go yeah. do what's working. I mean, I, this is kind yeah. of a theme that we're coming back to. But guys, if you want to be really, really good, you can't just rely on your own iterations, your own. You got to ooh, that's cool. I'm going to take that. 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 And if there, And if it's such a big delta and if I'm sitting here wasting my breath telling you how important LinkedIn voicemails are and you don't go and do it or you try it. You don't try that. Don't try. Look at me right now on the camera. Do not try. Go do it. I'm telling you it works. It's crushing it like nothing we've ever seen with our clients. Stop. Stop questioning it. Just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So voice DMs. If you're not doing them, you better fucking do them after that. That's one. That's right. Two, (laughs) two, that that CTA, you're going to book twice as many meetings. Hit rewind. Listen to that. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do that right now? Why wouldn't you stop? Every CTA that you're doing know. in all of your outreach, my boss told me not that. to. My boss because, told me not to, man. Because the so. script doesn't say so. Because I, the the email, <laughs> you know, templates that we have doesn't say so. Because I tried LinkedIn for two weeks. All the no, bullshit excuses. I didn't but get. I didn't get a lead from it. That's huge. And I saw that post that you put out, and 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 and, and it's big because what it is is you're then only getting meetings with people that have actually shown interest in resonating with what with makes sense content, to move man. forward with you so, with you so you're building they're value more qualified. in you they're more quality meetings oh they're people gosh. that actually give a shit about what you, you can have solve no for idea, them man it, it, you got to think about this all of you are listening you're building a career in sales this reputation at your company that you're building now is something you can you you will not can you will transport with you forever therefore why wouldn't you be building a network of people that you can activate over and over and over again throughout your career? We used to have this thing back in the day. I was like at the very end of this. I don't think, ah, did I have a Rolodex? I don't think I ever had a Rolodex. I had a box of cards, right? But it's just a, it's just the old school Rolodex, man. It's like you get a bunch of cards of people, but LinkedIn is just a better way to connect and stay engaged. Instead of having to send out an email newsletter, my post now nurtures over 45,000 people every single day. Right. And so and that didn't happen on accident. Like this is on purpose. Right. I I saw the tea leaves and, you know, I'll give everyone a little bit about my journey with LinkedIn where, you know, I I, look, I run a consulting firm. I'm not a talking head. I'm not out here like pontificating where it's me and like two dudes. I've got 30 people I'm fucking paying every month. Okay, like this isn't two dudes in a dream here. Like I'm running a company. And yet still, I think it's so important that I post on LinkedIn one to two times a day. And, And let me tell you why. Because what I realized is in early 2018, we started to look at all the data. 
I said, let's look at our lead channels. We're putting out a blog post every week, eBooks every 60 to 90 days, and good content, like really good longer form content. Mm -hmm. And then you put it on social and you're like, why isn't more people engaging? Where are the leads? Where are my hot leads? And I just was very honest with myself. I said, look, this is just not how buyers want to consume content anymore. People want, boom, now, give me a little of this, a little of this. Yep. For one year between 2018 and summer of 2019, we put out zero blog posts and zero long form pieces of content. We doubled down on LinkedIn. That year, we probably closed a few hundred thousand. Now we're closing million dollars a year in millions, plural, of dollars in business from people. Literally, we're closing deals, six-figure deals, where the first conversation is with a CEO or CRO, and it starts with, I don't even know what you guys do. <laughs> I, I have an idea of what it is. But, but I saw you on LinkedIn. <laughs> but we have a problem with this, and I think it's in your wheelhouse. And, 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 I'm, and it takes time. I don't know what the ROI of the post is. If I would have stopped after two weeks because I didn't get a lead, I wouldn't be here right now. And I think too many people, it's like, just, just think about the logic of what I said. You're going to be in sales for a while. Does it make sense that you would want more senior people in your little web or in your network? Yes. Therefore, producing content to keep them nurtured is, is an important thing that you should do right? Whether it brings a lead today, tomorrow, I'm telling you the ROI is very, very real. Oh yeah. And I've, and, and I even hear, you know, people that unfortunately got laid off because of COVID that were active on LinkedIn. They had, did not have a hard time finding a new role very quickly. Yep. But, but what I'll say, real recognizes real. Okay. If you're one of these people out here who's like, Oh, uh, blah, 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 did, did, but you know, and, but you aren't, you don't have the goods. Guess what? You'll get the job from LinkedIn. Then your ass gets fired. And I think that that's, that's the catch 22 right now with some people is that, look, I didn't start posting. I was 38, seven. I mean, look, I've been on LinkedIn for a while. I'm sure I've been posting for like 10 years, but not really consistently. And, and I'm just sharing stuff that I, I know I, it K N O W not, I don't, I don't try to pontificate too much, but so I think a lot of people don't be scared to post because of that. I don't want to scare you, but I, what I do want to do is, is just share your truth. Your truth is what will resonate, right? Don't pander. I don't pander for likes. I, I look, I already know what the recipe is. If I want to get 10,000, if I want to get thousands of likes, I already know the recipe. I start a, a post that says, here's where I did blah, blah, blah. Here's how much money yeah. I made, blah, blah, blah. Here's my career, blah. There's a very simple recipe. You guys see people on LinkedIn doing it, but I'm not putting out content for those people. I'm putting out content for all of you, but I'm putting out content for people to resonate with. And, and it's my truth and I feel good about it. You know, I'm not doing it to pander. And, and it, cause if you do stuff to pander, you know, again, eventually you get exposed, you might get that job, but then you'll get exposed once you get the job. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like you're saying like likes don't matter that much. Doesn't I mean, matter how many likes you get. It's 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 creating content that's relevant to who your customer is, and you know, your not every piece of content's going to do well. Not every piece of content's going to get fine. in front of the right people. But being consistent with it is what matters, that, and being true and being authentic. Consistency, like I know, videos underperform on LinkedIn. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. LinkedIn's not a video first platform, right? But do I still pump out three to five videos a week? Yep. Why? It creates a different relationship. The amount, most people, you know, so many people, Jake, yeah, I see your videos all the time on LinkedIn. Not I see your text only posts, right? Like video creates a different relationship. And so, you know, even though it's not going to get the views and the likes, I, I, you know, again, like my intuition told me like, this is probably still important to build audience, you know? And yeah. I, and I, and I think if LinkedIn ever does change the algorithm, 
oof, man, there's a lot of these thought leaders that are in a lot of trouble because these guys yeah. are keyboard warriors and they can talk about being motivational. But in reality, once you kind of see them, you're like, whoa, that is not like stories. When stories came out, I was, it was really funny to watch people's reaction to stories. I, I mean, obviously, you know, I just immediately started doing it. I was like a kid. Yeah. I was like, I was on vacation when it came out. And I'm like, oh my God, LinkedIn stories. Uh, and we knew it was on the, we had talked to LinkedIn. We knew it was in the pipeline for a while, but um, it's just another way to create connections. I mean, one of the plays that I love right now is on, on your mobile LinkedIn stories, Again, do a quick video after that meeting you had with somebody. Do a quick yeah. video, tag them in the LinkedIn story. Yeah. You know how many people yeah. are doing that? 0.0. Yeah. Dude, you don't think your buyer's going to be like, oh, that's cool. He put me in a LinkedIn story. Like, oh, what is you know, you know I'm taking a clip from this and putting it in a story and tagging you. Dude, I, I hope to God that you do, man. <laughs> I hope that you do. But but uh, the only thing that I, reps. I, Every rep listening to this, here's the thing. Every rep listening to this should do it too. Right. If you sell to small and medium businesses, right? We are buyers of a lot of different things. Every rep should do this. I'm giving you the recipe, man. You know, like again, yeah. like just don't, there's just so many new cool things that are out there, you know, trying to kind of like bring all this together that, you know, it goes back to again, what's always made me successful. So I'll, I'll share another story about like just always breaking stuff. I've shared this one a few times, but so my very first job, I worked for the Tampa Bay Rays, um, trying to hold it down in the World Series. I'm rooting for them. Um, and I moved up really quickly there from group sales to account executive, senior account executive. And when I was in, in this group, and these are people that had five, 10, 15 years of experience. And, and I'm in this, this group, um, they had an inbound phone loop and how the phone loop worked is it would skip you if you were on the phone. So it'd go to the next person, to the next person. So after my first year there, I did a scatter plot, right? So I used that Missouri state education uh, and I used Excel and I created a manual scatter plot and I entered in every single inbound sale and the time of day that it came in. And I found these gaps at like 11 a.m., 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. And so I just sat there and did nothing for the first hour. I just sent emails and stuff and just did this. Tampa Bay raises Jake. Tampa Bay raises Jake. Well, all my coworkers are making cold calls. After about two days, they realize what's happening. And I, and they go, Jake, dude, what's going on? I go, guys, check this out. I showed them the Excel sheet. <clears throat> guys, this is why I'm doing it. Nobody calls in during these times. And so then during those times, I'd make all my cold calls because I, yeah. I knew nobody was going to call in. I yeah. showed them the Excel sheet. I said, guys, why are any of you making calls? I'm showing you this works. And not a single person started doing what I was doing. And then they fixed it like a month later. But like the point is like... Why are you always looking for the hard way? Like what's made me successful is I look for clever ways to do things and then I improve them. And, and that, that story is like the epitome of me where I'm like, oh, snap. I was already the top seller. And I'm like, all right, what's, what's the next like thing? Oh, let's see how I can hack this inbound phone tree. Like this thing looks, <laughs> like, this thing looks dumb and inefficient. Like, and sure enough. And then, and then it's, just, it's a story about kind of human nature where why, why wouldn't you do it? Like... I, I'm not trying to exploit you or anything, but like you're you're making a conscious choice to do mindless activity or a conscious choice to not optimize your performance. That that's on you, you know. And and, yeah. and you've got to realize that. And you know, we've talked about this that you've got to you know try new things. And if your boss needs to make a hundred calls, do it. Start at seven a.m., finish the dials by nine or ten, and then do whatever you need to do. 
Yeah. Yeah. You got to be curious and, and open-minded to try new things to, to, to go further. Are you going to, you're going to hit a ceiling and, and that, bored too, man. God, yeah, ugh. yeah. 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 All right. So tell me, uh, here's, I have a question. How much, I don't for you specifically. And then for people that you work with and the answer might be different, right? Sure. How much time on LinkedIn is creating content versus like sending DMs or engaging with other people's content. I think here's here's the recipe that I would give for all of you out there. And this I think this would be a good clip if you're going to if you're going to do it. I'm going to try to give you a very basic playbook, okay? I think if you produce about two pieces of content a week, that's totally fine. Again, content, the best ways to take content. Your marketing department's already putting out content. Just go borrow, guys. Just go borrow uh, some snippets from what they're putting out and make it your own. Or even better, do what I told you before. You talk to a client, someone gives you feedback, use a little snippet. So there's how yeah. you're going to produce content. You're not going to have to have... I want you to have... Here's my, here's my goal for you. I want all of you to have zero original thoughts. <laughs> zero. I want you to just borrow industry trends that your marketing department and others are already talking about and produce content. The other thing is I want you to take an active role in adding to your network. Most of your networks are your coworkers and previous coworkers and your boys from college or whatever. Yeah. That means every day using LinkedIn Sales Navigator, I yep. can connect with 82 people in 12 minutes. 82 people in 12 minutes. So therefore now, and I'm going to do that every day because I'm going to max that out. Okay. And I know you've said it before. You just, you just send them. You don't just even send, send them. If messages. If it's a really nothing. high value person, take the time to customize. The, the, I'm telling you guys, we, we've looked at data. Does it have an impact on uh, accept rate when you have a hyper customized message? Yes, it does. It's a positive impact. But in that same 12 minutes, I could send five messages or I could send 82. Fast forward, three to six months, my network is going to be of the right people. I'm picking these connections. Mm. is going to be so much larger than your network. There's no chance in hell that my way is not better. Right now, if you want to take time here or there to do some personalization, that's fine. If you just start there, I'm t I think you can be successful. I think you'll start to generate leads if just there. And then you add in the, the engagement things we talked about. So again, in sales navigator, I can build a list and every morning I would just pop in and it says lead shares. It literally, there's a filter on the homepage of sales now that says lead shares. It tells you who just shared, go in, comment on a post, like a post. If you found yourself, you've interacted once or twice, then that's when you drop the voicemail, right? Or you, or you send an email or make a cold call. I love cold calls. Like I yeah. love the, I love the LinkedIn to cold call combo. Hey, you know what, Colin? Hey, I, you're, you've popped up in my feed a couple of times. I'm not, I commented on a post last week. Um, it seems like your blood and I'd launch into it. I mean, like, just imagine how much more rapport building that is. So yeah. those are just nobody's, nobody's doing that. Nobody is doing <laughs> so that. easy guys. What I just told you, think about how easy it is. I just gave you exactly the play LinkedIn sales navigator. I do my connections there. I look at lead shares in the morning. So I'm talking about you're spending 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn, 20 to 30 minutes. And then maybe another, let's call it 60 minutes, putting out two pieces of content. So I'm talking about, you know, spending five hours a week, four to five hours a week on LinkedIn. That, that, Which if you're being honest, you're wasting probably more oh, time yeah, per day on, doing yeah, you know, useless you know bullshit that. anyway. Yeah, so you know why not do that. something that's going to put money in your pocket? It's yeah, man. I don't know. People have to, people, we like to, I don't know. We like to work hard sometimes. Or Make just do mindless, good. or just do mindless activities to hit your dials. And I've been in those situations. I've had to, yeah, man, I've I've been in those situations and had to manage people in those situations. You know, where I remember there's a rep. Um, shout out to Greg. I won't call out his last name, but I'll remember this dude. I'll always remember it. I actually caught up with him <laughs> for the first time. He's actually at uh, 
uh, a big company now. He's doing well. Um, but I remember this dude. I had a new hire start. And, and I, I walked by this new hire's desk. I'm like, what, the, what is this? And it was a list of fake numbers <laughs> that, that would get you to a fax machine and other stuff yeah. where you could just sit and get talk time. And I'm like, and I, and I found out who gave it to him and I didn't fire him. Right. I actually, man, I had some, some of my biggest success stories are people I should have fired over shit like that. Um, but I gave him a second chance and be like, look, man, it's the same activities. Why not push the button toward a dial? You know, like it's, you got to hit the number either way. So yeah. th- that stuff happens, man. And, and that's why with a lot of our clients, and this is the kind of the more controversial stuff that we're trying to do at scaled is we're actually trying to move a lot of our clients to have true activity minimums, like 20 calls a day and 20 emails, like something very manageable, whatever that is for your business. And then instead focus on meaningful conversations or your first outcome. Cause that's really what we're trying to produce here, right? Is outcomes. Yeah. I want to produce a qualified right. opportunity, not, yeah. and, and, and because this activity, some of the stuff I'm talking about on LinkedIn is more difficult to track. I want you to do that and not create perverse incentives that incentivize you to do things that you know aren't the best thing. So I, you know, a lot of our clients were like, look, let's lower what those minimums are. Let's instead start to measure on a daily basis. Hey, you need to have five meaningful conversations. And that's, you know, someone looking to book a meeting, like you have a dialogue with them on any platform, um, or they're getting you to the right person and you're having a dialogue to get to the right person. Right. So instead of tracking 100 activities, how about instead we say, hey, look, every day you've got to have 20 calls or 20 activities, whatever, yeah. and five meaningful conversations. Yeah. And let yeah. people get there the way that's best. You know, it's like uh, baseball to me is the perfect analogy because we, we manage to make everyone a number three hitter. But guess what? Some people are ones, some are twos, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters. And, and right now in sales, we manage to, we want everyone to do this. And that's just not who people are. They can't, they can't do it. So and and somebody told me this, I haven't seen it, but I've I've, I've heard that lowering those minimums or those quotas to more attainable numbers like that, people actually perform a lot better because they're less stressed out. Like having like some sort of minimum that's extremely high and stresses them out to hit it on a consistent basis, raises their blood pressure and they're never going to perform at their best level. Yeah. And it's, and trust me, it's a mix Right. It, it, it is a mix to find out what's right for you and your business. I'm again, I, I, I'm not advocating that you, you have zero minimums. I think that that care of like, look, we know calls important. I need you to, I need you to make 20 calls a day. As long as it's reasonable, I'm okay with some of that. But, but, but the number I'm focused on and that the KPIs that we talk about in our one to one are the outcomes. And what I measure you to in your Salesforce dashboard, et cetera, are outcomes. That is where I want to see us move. I want to see us as, as yep. a, and and start to to focus on allowing people to be creative, allowing people to take best practices and and make them their own. And hey, look, I, I need a lighter bat. I got for me, I, I swing faster, so I need a lighter bat, and I'm going to hit a lot. Like I'm a sing, I, like I know for me, I'm not a home run. I've closed I've closed multiple seven figure deals, but for the most part, I'm a singles and doubles player. I'm a, I'm the guy who gets you in and then expands that account faster than anybody. That's me. Mm-hmm. And, and other people sell differently and that's cool. Like whatever, you know, and my, my, and that's why I look at building a sales team and a sales leadership team is like, it's a baseball team. Like they're not all, you know, a rods or Mike Trout's right. There's people all over the place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as long as you're not like Greg dialing fax machines, you'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually had somebody, uh, I can't remember his name, but the hack was calling the, when you used to call for movie times, when you used oh, to call in I to get the movie time. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they would call and it's like, man, 
the call his call time was <laughs> was fantastic. Um, but you know, when you now there's recordings and that's what it was. It's that's harder to do that now. <laughs> that's what happened is our our whatever call system had a fraud detection in it, and it caught this fax that this person had called this fax machine X number of times. Like this one number had consistently twenty to thirty minutes of talk time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jake, it was fantastic having you on here. Uh, really appreciate it. Before awesome, I let you go, obviously, people can find you on LinkedIn. That's but correct. what else do you want to share with them or what you know, <sighs> yeah. takeaway I mean, do you want to leave them with? I if, think if is, is we are really and, you know, uh, our team, you know, we our team is a mix of senior strategy consultants, sales operations, sales enablement people. And so, look, if you or your, you or your organization is really trying to say, hey, you know, we need tactical help. We need people doing things or strategy as you start to look forward. Um, definitely hit us up, you know, and, and I think you, hopefully what you learned today is, you know, we're at least going to teach you something and you're going to learn what the most modern companies are doing. So reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jake at scaled, S-K-A-L-E-D dot com. Um, and you know, I'll hook you up with the team. We're happy to have a conversation. Now is the time to start to modernize your org. There's no, there's never been a better time kind of coming out of COVID. Um, and you know, we're really excited for the year ahead, man. Awesome. Thank you. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends. We're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of sales hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.